We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Kimber Peterson. Hello, and welcome back to Smarter Parenting for this week's episode on role-playing. In this episode, I want to walk you through a couple of things. One is where you're already seeing role plays in your life. It's just not making you so uncomfortable. Two is how to use role playing as a parent. What steps exactly go into it? And then three is a couple of examples of ways that I would use role playing as a parent. So first to start off, let's get a little bit of exposure to it. We actually see role playing or kind of the components of role playing in our day to day lives all the time. And when we see it, oftentimes we don't recognize it for what it is and it feels comfortable because we see it in situations like taking our child to soccer practice or to theater camp or to these other settings where they have to learn a new skill and they have to practice it over and over again. But for some reason, the skill of soccer is more acceptable to need to be practiced than the skill of how to accept a no answer. Now, when you take your child to soccer practice, oftentimes you'll see a couple of things. One is that when your child's learning a new skill in soccer, their coach is probably going to show them how to do it. They'll walk through the steps of exactly what they want to see happen. They'll show them the motions and they'll demonstrate it for them. After the adult has demonstrated, they'll give the child a chance to do it over and over and over again. And you will continue to drive back and forth to soccer practice very frequently as they prepare for a game. If you look at the season as a whole, your child is going to soccer practice far more often than they are actually going to a soccer game. And that's for a good reason. They need to rehearse and they need to practice more frequently than it even comes up. And they'll do this on a regular basis as they refine and improve this skill. Then when the game comes up, they know exactly what to do and they know what's expected of them. It doesn't make them perfect at it every time, but it makes them get better as they go along. Other times that you might see role-playing in your life are, you know, situations like your child learning theater skills or other games and sports and those kinds of things. We also seem to accept role-play when it comes to physical or tactile skills like tying their shoes. Parents don't often come to us frustrated that their child isn't just exposed to people tying their shoes every single day and they should suddenly learn or pick it up. Instead, parents know that a child needs to see it be done, walk through the steps, try it themselves, and practice over and over again until they get it down. Role-playing in these kinds of settings seems to be pretty acceptable to most parents, but for some reason when it comes to role-playing a social skill, that gets really hard. We get a lot of parents that feel uncomfortable or awkward as they approach a role-play when you're going over social skills instead of technical skills. Now, if you consider what we're trying to do, we're trying to teach our child a new skill, even if it's something like how to accept a no answer. And we'll use that for some of our example here. If a child just sees people accept a no answer sometimes, they might pick it up a little bit. If a child's praised for accepting a no answer, they're going to be more inclined to want to do it. But at the end of the day, they're still not getting that Snickers bar that they asked for and they were told no to. So ultimately, our child really needs to learn explicitly exactly what we expect for them to do when they're told no, and they need to rehearse it and they need to practice in order for it to become a conscious skill that through time and practice will become a subconscious skill. So let's talk about what it looks like to role play in any new skill that we're trying to teach our kids. On our website, you're going to go to our smarterparenting.com website and click on the learn tab. Go down to role playing and Watch it, learn it, 
explore the resources that we have available for you because this is a profound skill that will help you in many, many ways as a parent. On there, we have a list of six steps. Step one is to practice at a neutral and calm time. This is a really important step that you don't want to overlook. I get a lot of parents that try to practice things like how to calm down during a tantrum or how to uh, disagree in an appropriate way instead of arguing while the heat of the moment is happening. And then they're frustrated. My child won't take deep breaths. My child won't calmly tell me about their opinion or their perspective. And it's because there's a lot of emotion in that moment of the argument actually happening or of the tantrum actually happening. So rather than trying to teach your kids at the soccer game what they need to do for the game, teach them beforehand. Teach them in advance. Teach them at a calm and neutral time. These are the moments that our kids have space to learn a new skill. And it's going to be hard for them to put it into practice in those heated and emotional moments. So we need to practice a lot. Step two is to show your child how to do it correctly. So the first thing that I'm going to do in a role play is I'm going to demonstrate it. It's my turn to be them. I'll be the child. They'll be the parent. Now, this is a really helpful part of the role playing because kids feel empowered, right? I'm balancing the power field here. I'm making it so that it's not just about them being a better person. I can show them how I would do it as well. So we'll go through and and kids often love being the parent in these role plays and you can make it fun and make it playful, but use this as an opportunity to teach your child what they should do correctly. I get many parents that want to use this as an opportunity to act like their child um, when they're, you know, acting out inappropriately. So instead of showing them what the tantrum looks like and trying to tell them what it feels like to be in charge when the child's not listening, use this role-playing opportunity to show them what they should be doing instead. So resist all those urges, any sarcasm, those kinds of things. All of that leaves no space for actual learning. So while you might find it funny or you might feel like it shows them what your experience is like, it's not effective for teaching them. So show your child how to do it the correct way. Step three, have your child practice at least three times. Repetition is a really important component here, and I'm going to have my child do it over and over again so that they can learn and really get it down. I also want to make sure that they're practicing to the expectation. So if I'm teaching my child how to accept a no answer, and I've told them that to accept a no answer, I want them to maintain their body posture. I want them to have a calm voice. I want them to say, okay, and then I want them to drop the subject. And that's the expectation that I laid out. When we go through and practice it, I'm going to demonstrate it exactly that way. And they're going to practice it exactly that way. But if I get an eye roll or those kinds of things, I'm going to make sure that we have more practices so that they are doing it to the point that they can fulfill the expectation. Step four is to be flexible. I'm going to go over these next couple of steps quickly. So step four is be flexible. Step five is make it playful. And step six is keep practicing. These steps are really important in making sure that you're capturing the meaning of the role play. You want to be flexible and playful because you don't want it to be a rigid or scheduled in thing that you then can't fulfill or your child has no interest in. Instead, you can make role-playing a lot of fun. If I were role-playing how to accept no answer with a six-year-old, I would be asking for things like a pet elephant and a Snickers bar and to be able to play with my friends and have a sleepover, but also to go talk to the president or to call my great-great-grandma. Those kinds of things where we're just being silly and we're having some fun with it. Be cautious in your playfulness that you don't get too silly and that you lose the opportunity to teach them something from it, but get a good balance of being able to have fun and laugh. Appropriate amounts of laughter are really effective for teaching, 
and they put your child in a great space for learning. Now, step six was keep practicing. Once this role play is done, we're not done with it. Just like your, ta- your child has to go to soccer practice every single day to prepare for the one game a week, your child needs to practice these skills over and over again before the actual situation comes up so that they're more rehearsed and prepared for the scenario when it arises. Now, role-playing can be done all the time. Oftentimes, I get resistance from parents because they just don't have time for it. But I can, quote, throw in a quick two to three minute role-play on our way to the grocery store, and we can practice and rehearse how to accept a no answer before we even walk in the door. There's time for these things. Sometimes we're just afraid to start. So when considering how you're going to practice, I would do a couple of things or when you're going to make time to practice. The first thing I'd recommend is finding a completely calm and neutral time to do it. So this might be while you're playing with your child, during the bedtime routine, if things have calmed down. In every family, it looks a little bit different. But find a very neutral and calm time in order to do it and reinforce your child for learning something new by, you know, watching a movie with them or spending time with them or giving them some other sort of reward for practicing and trying it out. Now, the next thing I would do is as I repeat this practice and I keep on role playing over and over again, I would start to squeeze it in in other opportune moments in our day, especially moments where I anticipate the need coming up. So accepting no answer is a great thing to practice on your way to the grocery store. After we've practiced it and we've rehearsed it, I'm going to let my child know while we're in the grocery store, you're going to ask me for some things that I'm going to say no to. And I expect that you'll be able to do this exactly the way that we've practiced. And if you have, then you can earn this reward at the checkout stand. Or I don't even have to do a reward. Sometimes it's just really helpful to reinforce our kids for trying something new or working on something that they're trying to overcome. But I can still rehearse this and I can still practice it regardless on our way to the grocery store. Now, there's lots of social skills that we teach our children, everything from following instructions and accepting no to how to have a conversation with somebody, how to start making a new friend or or what to do when you don't want to be friends with someone. There are so many things that you can use this power of role playing to teach your children something new or help them practice a skill that's hard for them, something that they're reluctant to do or struggle with. I love teaching kids skills like how to disagree in an appropriate way instead of arguing. One thing that you can try in order to know what to role play is to reverse things back. Take a situation that you're not liking. It's not going well, and you might not know exactly what's not going well about it, and I want you to mentally visualize it and picture it going the perfect way. So that might be an argument. Your child might come to you and just full-out argue and yell at you about why they feel like you're the worst parent on the planet because you don't allow whatever curfew time. Take that moment, reflect back on it, and picture how that conversation could go differently. Now, is that a matter of your child being able to accept that they're not allowed to have a different curfew? Or is that your child being able to express that in an appropriate way? Or is it your child being able to maintain their curfew that was set in the first place because they're coming home late every single time? Think back on what exactly is not going well in that scenario and decide what that should look like instead. There's your role play. That's what you need to practice. So if you decided, I'm fine with my child disagreeing with their, with their curfew, but I would like them to be able to say it like an adult instead of throwing a tantrum. Great. Then let's practice how to do that. Teach your child how to advocate for themselves or teach your child how to disagree in an appropriate way. If the ultimate issue is that your child isn't maintaining their curfew, and do some problem solving with them. Teach them how to do problem solving by role playing. 
or teach them how to follow instructions and maintain the expectation that's been set by role playing. Have them go through and do these practices for whatever the ideal behavior is so that you're practicing what they should do instead of just talking about what they shouldn't do. Role playing can make a profound impact in your day and in your life. And if you think about it, like a technical skill of soccer or tying their shoes, it can sometimes be a little bit easier to understand how effective it can be and realize it's really not that uncomfortable. It's something that can be hard to start, but also very embraced once you really get it down. So I challenge you to pick a number to challenge yourself to do some role plays. Maybe that means over the course of the next week, you do one role play. And maybe that means you do 15. Whatever that looks like for you, I want you to challenge yourself with something that you can handle and that you can try and then follow through to make sure that it happens. If you need more support with accountability, then reach out to our coaches at smarterparenting.com and sign up for some coaching so that we can help you maintain some of those goals that you're setting for yourself. Good luck with your role playing and I'll talk to you next week.